The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Week 6 Review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. You know, guys, tough day for us Bear fans on Sunday, coming up short against the Dolphins. If you went to MyBookie over the weekend, uh, I hope you bet on the Dolphins or that the Bears wouldn't cover the spread or, or whatever. But the truth is, you know, I didn't know it was going to go down that way. I would have lost money. But if you think you know, MyBookie is the place to go. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with, and that's why I always tell you to go with MyBookie. They are your best bet this season. They have been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. So that's why I'm urging you to go to MyBookie. You win, and they pay. We didn't win today, so we don't get paid, but you know. But they have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. So... Right now, MyBookie is looking to give you the best service possible. If you're willing to make a deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar as well. Use promo code BEARS25 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code BEARS25 when creating your account to uh, claim up to $1,000 in free play. And if you're willing to hold on until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 in free play as well using the promo code BEARS25. So there you have it, guys. My bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. This week on the Bears Talk Underground, as our beloved continue to climb up the power rankings on their bye week, Experts wondered if the Bears would be able to maintain the success they had in the first four weeks as they traveled down to Miami to take on a Dolphins team on a two-game losing streak and looking to keep themselves atop the AFC East. How did the Bears look coming off of the bye, and did it get us a win? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 6 Review episode of The Bears Talk Underground. So much for uh, getting four in a row out there in South Florida and uh, coming off uh, the bye with all the momentum and so on and so forth. It's our beloved fell short to the Dolphins yesterday in overtime, 31 to 28. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the week six review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. And, uh, you know, I got to say, as a football fan, yesterday's game was a whole lot of fun, especially in the second half. You know, the, the Bears' offense woke up. Um, the, the Dolphins were answering back. It went came down to the wire in, in regulation, goes into overtime. The, the Dolphins look like they've got this game by the throat. The Bears cause the fumble at the goal line, take it all the way back, get themselves in field goal range and miss that, and then the Dolphins come back and with three seconds left, they attempt a field goal. We're either going to lose or we're going to tie. And they put it through the uprights and come away with the victory. As a football fan, you couldn't ask for a much better game than the one that we got yesterday. 
as a bear fan, <laughs> it sucked, man. It absolutely sucked. The third quarter was awesome. The third quarter was awesome. Having us go back from having no offense in the first half to rattling off three touchdowns in eight plays in the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, we after Miami ties the football game, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute, the offense comes right back, scores another touchdown, gets the lead back and, and, and everything. It's just like, man, we are rolling on offense now. And then, uh, you know, the defense, man, the defense just didn't have it yesterday as 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 dominant and and as imposing as they had been in the first four weeks of the season they just did not show up yesterday I mean Kyle Fuller made some plays Roquan Smith was all over the place making tackles yesterday and Akeem Hicks was the hero in overtime but in the end it just just too little too late uh from the defense and um you know they they did not they did not bring their best, and, and um, you know, you'll hear me say, uh, like, on the knee-jerk reaction, especially in the one in the second quarter, I don't know if it was the heat or if it was rust. Um, maybe Nag because Nagy gave him the whole week off, the whole bye week off. Did he give them too much time off, you know? Did they have too much rest, uh, you know? Were they a little, you know, they weren't they as not as hardened as they needed to be going into that game? Or, you know, is it because we weren't at home because we play better at home than we do on the road? Whatever it was, it just uh, did not come up aces for us yesterday. And the Bears fell short to the Dolphins. And, um, you know, a, a fantastic game, though, a fantastic game. A stepping back as a football fan, uh, like I said, you couldn't ask for a much better game. And it sounded like there were several of them yesterday. The, the, the Patriots and the, you know, interestingly enough, the Patriots who we play next Sunday – Went down to the wire with the Chiefs last night. Um, the the Bengals and the the Steelers went down to the last uh, minutes or last ten seconds uh, yesterday. Even the Falcons and the Buccaneers, uh, thirty four to twenty nine shootout. And um, if the ball bounces a different way, maybe the Buccaneers pull off that crazy schoolyard, uh, you know, uh, crazy touchdown play uh, yesterday. If uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, catches the ball instead of letting it slip through his fingers. Who knows what happens out there in, in Tampa uh, yesterday. There were tons of games like that yesterday. The Bears and, and uh, Dolphins were just one of them. It was uh, a lot of fun to watch, but as a Bear fan, eh, just nothing but stress and insanity yesterday. And we'll talk about it. We got plenty to, to break down here. You know, in in the first quarter, uh, you know, you'll hear it in my knee-jerk reaction, just like the – the defense wasn't looking – the defense didn't – they came out flat. Uh, the offense was back to its inconsistent self. Mitch was missing wide-open receivers again. It, it was, it was a, you know, the, the week one through three offense that we knew. It was, it was, it was hit on one play and, and miss on the next five, so that one play didn't matter uh, kind of thing. It was very difficult uh, to watch, and, um, you know, it, it was uh, – it, it left a bitter taste in your mouth because you're still – as a fan, you're still riding high. I mean, two it was two weeks ago, but it was it felt like it was yesterday that we just got done ransacking the the Buccaneers. And I'm not saying that the Bear well, I wanted the Bears to come out and score fifty again uh this week, but I, I certainly wanted to see them come out with a hell of a lot more pop and energy and, and consistency than what they showed in that first quarter. Major reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Dolphins, and it has been a disaster so far. Uh, 
Two drives out of the Bears' offense resulted in a three and out and getting stopped short on fourth and one at midfield. The Dolphins, on the other hand, are crushing it so far. Uh, they went, uh, they got a first down on their first drive, then they went three and out after that. Um, punted the Bears deep. That's where our three and out came from. Second drive on the short field, because the Bears started their drive from the 10 and didn't get a first down. They um, took the short field and put it in the end zone to go up 7 nothing uh, on the Bears. And it just, the Bears look like a team that hasn't played in a couple of weeks. Like all the momentum that we had going into the bye week seems to be gone. Uh, at this point, they're, they're still uh, they still haven't quite woken up yet. And this second, this, this third drive from the offense uh, that ended the first quarter will start the second. Um, is more of the same. They're moving the football. Frank Gore is running the ball now, and it just looks like the Dolphins came in ready to play. The Bears not quite just yet. So hopefully they'll snap out of it and they'll clean these things up and and uh, you know get themselves back in this ball game. But we look kind of out of sorts right now. I mean, on that first drive, the Bears could have easily, easily just taken this game by the throat and and drove it home. But twice. Twice, Mitch Trubisky missed wide open receivers down the field, especially on that third down play. He had Anthony Miller wide open down the middle of the field, and he overthrew him. So it looks like we're back to weeks one through three, Mitch Trubisky, not making the best decision, missing wide open right receivers. Until I say otherwise, I say that, you know, looking at it right now, the Tampa Bay game was a fluke. So hopefully we can get this thing turned around. We're only down 7 nothing, but Miami is driving. <laughs> So you can hear the disappointment in my voice calling the Tampa Bay game uh, a fluke based on what I saw in the first quarter. And I don't think that there would be too many uh, of you guys out there, fellow Bear fans, that would disagree with me after watching what our offense put on the field in, in the first frame against the uh, against the Dolphins. We'd, we, we looked out of sorts, and there's only so much you can blame on ring rust as far as the, you know, having two weeks off or, you know, having a bye week and, uh, and, and what have you. It just um, it stops being an excuse after a while. And um, it just uh, they, we didn't look good. And like I said, Trubisky was back to missing wide open wide receivers. That play on third down to Anthony Merrill that I just mentioned um, very well could have been a touchdown if he hits him. But he sent it sailing over his head, kind of like those um, those missed throws uh, to Taylor Gabriel in weeks two and three against Arizona uh, in Seattle. You know, those would have been game changers of plays if Trubisky just puts it in the right spot. And, in you know, Miami did a decent job of putting pressure on him, but not so much that it was affecting the throws the, the way that they the way that Trubisky was delivering them uh, in the first quarter. So, you know, a bit of an extreme attitude, but that's that's, again, why I do the knee jerk reactions. I want you guys to feel what I am feeling in the moment, you know. That's why that's why I don't record the shows after the games because it would just be chaos. <laughs> you guys have have actually had a chance a few times to to hear what that sounds like, you know, for those for my OGs that have been with me since since back in the day, the 2009 Thursday night game against the 49ers is a legendary episode for those of you who got to hear it uh way back when. I um the, the little mini recorder that I use to record my knee-jerk reactions, I use that to literally record the show in my car on the way home. That's how pissed off I was after that 49er game. And then, of course, last year in 2017, 
a 40 plus minute in you know uh, profanity laced tirade after the Bears lose to the Brett Huntley led uh, Green Bay Packers in in week 10 uh, coming off of the bye that week uh, as well I mean you guys you know if you heard that one you, you remember fully how pissed off I was after we lost that game I had just had it with just about everybody after that game with the defense that was awesome in the first eight weeks did not show up and we lost to Brent Hunley for Christ's sake and then our offense uh you know we're we're depending on Josh Bellamy why why don't we have Inman in there why isn't so-and-so in there and and all the rest of that stuff I mean such a huge disappointment uh that game was and I just couldn't hold back but that's why I do the, the knee-jerk reaction so you guys get a get a feel for what I'm feeling in the moment and that's what I was feeling after the first quarter I was severely disappointed I felt let down after the first 15 minutes watching them uh come out of the gates the way that they did uh, you know but in the second quarter wasn't much better uh, I wasn't feeling that much happier uh, about it however we're still in the ball game so there is still a reason for you know a sense of 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 hope and and, and optimism playing as poorly as we had but still only being down one score knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter the Bears and the Dolphins and the old offense is back the week four offense is uh, apparently an anomaly or was a fluke because we're seeing none of it this week Uh, the Bears best drive of the second quarter um, should have been a touchdown Uh, Jordan Howard from two yards out he's running in he falls into the end zone only he forgot the damn football and here's the best part. It wasn't a play that the Dolphins made. He actually, like, as he was running into his own player to kind of bury his his head into his offensive lineman's back and run the, into the end zone, uh, managed to knock the ball out of his own hands and was recovered by the Dolphins at the one-yard line. They were actually putting a decent drive together to, to finish the first half, but Kyle Fuller made an interception on Brock Osweiler, second-to-last play of the first half, and then... Uh, the Bears basically kneel on it to close out the first half, and that's your that's your first half. So the Bears got away. Actually, it's more the Dolphins got away with it than the Bears got away with it because the Bears finally put a decent drive together, a really great catch from Taylor Gabriel to set that whole thing up, and then Jordan Howard fumbles the football. Mr. I-need-to-get-the-ball-in-my-hands-more uh, put the ball in his hands, and this is what he does. So... I don't know. I don't know. But it's only seven to nothing. We start the second half with the football. Hopefully this was a kick in the ass that we needed and we come out in the second half firing on all cylinders. Because right now Miami is the team that deserves to win this game after the first thirty minutes. The Bears have done nothing. They haven't really put any pressure on Osweiler. They're having trouble stopping the run now. I mean i don't know if it's the heat, if it if it's rust from the layoff, or if it's the fact that we just play better at home than we do on the road. I don't know what it is, but we need to get it fixed and um we need to get it fixed quick or we're gonna lose this game. Let's talk about that Jordan Howard play for a second. I mean, it basically went down exactly how I how I said it. It, it he's he's got the football. Uh, he looks like he basically just going to he's going to fall into the end zone, and he runs right into the back of one of his offensive linemen. And when he does that, his arm moves, and he and then the next like the next time he pumps his leg up into his arm, it knocks the football loose, and the Dolphins recover it. 
at the one-yard line. From the angle that I saw, that's how it went down. I didn't see a Dolphin defender knock the ball out of his hands. I saw Jordan Howard knocking it out of his own hands. Um, you know, So it wasn't like a good defensive play or somebody put a helmet on the football or anything like that. It was just very uncharacteristic. Jordan Howard doesn't fumble the ball a lot. I mean, the, the last time I can remember Howard fumbling the ball was against was it against Pittsburgh last year? And that's like week three. So we're talking about a full year and change because I can't think of any other time that Howard fumbled the ball. That's the last time that I can re- recall. And I'm not even sure that wasn't Tariq Cohen, to be honest with you. I know that he fumbled uh, once last year. I think it was in that Pittsburgh game. But nonetheless, Jordan Howard doesn't fumble the ball. And, and here we are at this critical time. Our offense is struggling. And he fumbles the ball at the one-yard line when he's basically walking uh, into the end zone and and I, I read an article uh, today I think it was one of the the Sun Times or the Tribune one of the two saying that um, they think that it had something to do that um, not only did Trubisky wear his quote-unquote lucky sleeve uh, against the Dolphins yesterday but Jordan Howard was wearing a sleeve on his forearm as well and thinking that maybe the 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 nylon material along with the the moisture from from the sweat and whatever, because when it's 88 and humid, your whole body sweats, you know, and, and, and you're just you're just moist all over. It's disgusting. And, um, you know, that's with the with the slippery material on his forearm could be what jarred the ball loose. And maybe that's what the case was, because I also read uh, about a sentence or two later that the sleeve came off after that play and didn't come back on uh, for the rest of the game. So maybe that's what happened. But nonetheless, that was a hell of a time to, to fumble the football, and this is after you just spent the bye week talking about how you, you want to be a bigger part of the offense, you want the ball uh, in your hands, then you can't fumble the ball at the goal line, bro. You just can't, you know, especially when that would have been a huge boost. Uh, you know, it was our best drive of the first half, um, you know, sparked by that awesome catch that Taylor Gabriel made. I mean, it just... I mean, Trubisky threw a dime. It was like right between two defenders. Gabriel catches it falling down onto his back and everything. It was an amazing play. And uh, to be able to get it down there and by the goal line and just walk it into the end zone, and then the next thing you know, the football is on the ground and the Dolphins have it, and it's like none of it ever happened. And that was our best shot uh, in the first half. So, and, And luckily the Bears, the defense, which did not play well at all, yesterday was able to hold the Dolphins off Kyle Fuller with the pick just before halftime shuts down uh, another scoring opportunity for the Dolphins and we go into the into the into the halftime only down a touchdown so I mean you know you heard me say it in the knee-jerk reaction is it that was it the heat is it the layoff is it you know uh, you know being on the road and is it psychological you know we're not at home we're on the road is it those god-awful orange jerseys? Maybe that had something to do with it because I I just got done watching the highlights before I started the show just to see if I could if they had another angle of the the Howard fumble. Those there's I don't understand how you guys like those jerseys. They are awful. You know, I and, and maybe you're you're looking at it from a different perspective as in it it's a it makes a cool shirt like to wear. It looks good with a pair of jeans. I don't disagree with that. But does it look good on the field underneath those navy blue helmets? No, no, it does not. It does not. It looks awful. It does. It just. I just can't. I, the yesterday was an eyesore. 
You know, it's like, I believe that we lost because we wore those goddamn jerseys. They're awful. They're awful. Ugly. I hate them. I hate them. And now we lost wearing them. So they're forever bad luck. And we got to wear them one more time again this year. We're probably going to lose that game, too, because you when you look good, you play good. And uh, we didn't look good yesterday. Not even a little bit. So but, you know, but then, of course, like I said, hoping that the first half was just the kick in the ass that we needed. Uh, Matt Nagy and Vic Fangio and the rest of the brain trust of the uh, Chicago Bear coaching staff uh, put their heads together, uh, got the players motivated, and came out and had a hell of a third quarter. Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Dolphins, and things have definitely changed. Uh, Our defense, I'm worried about our defense, but the offense seems to have seems to have bounced back nicely. Uh, three drives in the, fir- in the third quarter resulted in three touchdowns for our beloved Chicago Bears. 21 points on the board as opposed to zero in the entire first half. Um, the Bears come out firing right away with the help of a pass interference penalty. The Bears get down a 10-yard shovel pass to Trey Burton to get themselves on the board, tie the game up at seven, and then I think first or second play of the next drive, Bross Osweiler throws a pick to Kyle Fuller, who nearly takes it back for a touchdown. One play into that drive, Allen Robinson from Trubisky in the end zone. We're up 14-7. Then the Bears get the ball back again. Huge pass play down the field to Taylor Gabriel, who has over 100 yards receiving on only four catches today. And then uh, 21-yard run, a three-play drive. It was like the big pass play to Gabriel, incomplete throw from Trubisky, 21-yard run to Jordan Howard. Boom, the Bears are up 21-10 to 10, uh, at this point. The only thing that worries me is that those three touchdown drives were eight plays total. So the defense has been out there for the majority of the third quarter, and the the Dolphins just added another field goal to make it 21-13. So it's a one-score game, and our defense might be getting worn out in this Miami heat. I mean, it's 88 and humid down there in Florida when they're coming from Chicago in the Midwest where it's been in the, the, the 40s and, and overnight it's been in the 30s in the Midwest the last week or so. So this heat could be weighing down on the defense. They're having trouble stopping the run. They're not tackling well. That shows fatigue to me. So it's not poor tackling. It's fatigue on my part. And here we are the Bears have the football to start the fourth quarter I'm hoping we slow things down a little bit keep the chains moving give the defense a little bit of a breather before we have to throw them back out there and if you can add some more points to this eight point lead but it's 21 to 13 we've got a lead now we just have to hang on to it and hopefully add a little bit to it I do put a lot on what happened to the defense in the 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 heat fatigue category i mean the first thing that goes when you're tired as a football player is your technique you're not going to come in as strong you know you're not going to get your feet underneath you saw a lot of arm tackles yesterday guys still trying to make an effort when they don't have as much in the tank as they usually uh would i mean yesterday was an unbearably hot day from the from the looks of it uh, and everything it was just not uh, favorable uh, for the Bears and, and um, you, you just saw a lot of it uh, going on I mean especially good God in the fourth quarter and what a disaster the fourth quarter turned out to be 
Um, and, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. But the third quarter, the offense comes out firing, man. And, and you know, it was a it's a bittersweet thing now that you now that we go back and look about it, because it's exactly what I was saying uh, during the knee jerk reaction. We scored 21 points in eight plays combined four four plays on the first drive, one play after the interception and then three plays on the following drive. And, you know, there we are. We've got 21 points on the board, but we're doing it in such like bang, bang fashion that our defense was basically out on the field the entire third quarter. And while they were able to hold for field goals, um, they were still having trouble stopping the run. I mean, Frank Gore, granted, he's an ageless wonder at this point. The guy's still running like a champion. Um, you know, all the respect in the world for Frank Gore. I mean, how many times have we thought the guy was done and then he keeps having games like this against everybody, not just against the Bears. But, you know, he, he comes out and he's he's running like a stud. He's getting almost like six and a half to seven yards of carry uh, against the Bears uh, yesterday. I mean, that's there's no excuse for that. Uh, he, but he's like I said, he's running through arm tackles guys aren't wrapping up and, and everything like that it was just it was very difficult to watch this 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 defense get run through yesterday and I saw uh, like a tweet today saying how the the defense was exposed yesterday was it though was it really exposed I mean for a team that's that's got a decent pass rush it doesn't take a genius to figure out that what you need to do is get the ball out of your quarterback's hands as quickly as possible that's exactly what Adam Gase did yesterday with Osweiler I mean everybody wants to talk about the 380 yards that Osweiler threw for yesterday nobody's talking about the fact that most a lot a lot of those yards were yards after the catch you know if 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 the if all things being equal and the defense is playing the way that it had been as far as their sure tackling up until yesterday I don't think Osweiler has anywhere near statistically the day that he ended up having you know, maybe the Dolphins have the same kind of success because they were able to effectively move the football against the defense yesterday and get it out of Osweiler's hands quickly enough so that it kind of nullified the pass rush. But a lot of it, because of the poor tackling, uh, because of the fatigue and, and, and whatever, you know, you want to uh, hang it on. I mean, I mean, just look at the fourth quarter, and we'll, we'll just jump right to it. The Albert Wilson's two touchdowns in the fourth quarter – were both short passes that turned into huge gains. They were, uh, one was a short crossing route, one was a bubble screen that became huge plays. One for 47 yards, the other one for 75. So, I mean, that's basically a third of the yardage that Brock Osweiler threw for yesterday. He threw over 380 yards. Albert Wilson had 155 yards on four catches, but he had 120 on two catches yesterday. And I would get I would wager a guess that maybe as far as from the you know from the line of scrimmage to where he caught the ball, maybe a combined ten or twelve yards, and then the rest of it was him navigating his way through the fatigued, poor tackling defense of the Chicago Bears uh, yesterday. So, I, I, for me, it wasn't about oh my God, Brock Osweiler beats us again, as more so as a, a the the Bears kind of beat themselves, and then the elements got to the Bears yesterday. You know, because I don't I don't see the Bears defense playing the same way next week against uh, New England, you know, regardless of the fact that it's Tom Brady. But, you know, maybe he'll still be able to kind of pick us apart the way that Osweiler was in the short passing game. I don't see Josh Gordon taking a four yard pass 80 yards to the house. I don't see that happening. 
I just don't. So um, we'll see what happens uh, as far as that goes. I'm getting ahead of myself. But, you know, the third quarter, it was a, a return to form uh, for the offense. You know, moving the ball I and mean, being a quick strike, big play offense, the one that we saw against Tampa Bay. It was nice to see. And, and Mitch returning to form again, finding his receivers, hitting the open man, making the right decisions, and, and, and what have you. So, I mean, to rattle off 21 points like that was fantastic. But I did have in the back of my mind, how is the fact that we're basically sending the defense right back out there? As much as we need those points and, and, you know, and all the rest of that, we're sending a tired defense that's been sunbeaten all day long back out on the field to get beat on by the sun some more. So it was a very bittersweet thing. It's like, hell yeah, we got some points. You know, I think we got control of this thing. Then obviously what happens in the fourth quarter happens. And, um, you know, it turns out I might have been right. We did score just a little bit too fast in the third quarter. Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Dolphins. And thanks to a ticky-tack offensive pass interference call, a 15-point swing occurred. Down um, pass from about five yards out, but Trey Burton is called for offensive pass interference. They called him for a pick play, basically. A play that happens on every offensive snap in the NFL, but they called it there. The very next play after the 10-yard penalty, Mitch tries to force a throw into the end zone. It gets picked off. The ensuing drive, the Dolphins go in and score, and it's 21-21 instead of it being 28-13 in favor of the Bears. The Bears drive the field, a nice six-minute, six-plus-minute drive Keeps the defense on the sideline, gets them some the much-needed rest, puts the Bears up 28-21, to 21, a beautiful throw from Trubisky to Anthony Miller. Most likely, it looks like it was the same play that they missed earlier in the game. They went back to it, and they got the touchdown. 28-21, one play into the next drive. Albert Wilson, 75 yards, zigs and zags his way through the defense to tie the game at 28. And that's where we're at right now. The Bears just avoided a huge disaster. Tariq Cohen catches the pass out of the backfield, is headed towards midfield and fumbles the football. Helmet on the, helmet on the ball, knocks it right out. Dolphins recover. The Bears stop him. I mean, and the, the, the defense we just saw against the Dolphins is the defense we were missing all day. The Bears are flying all over the place. The Dolphins don't know what to do, shutting things down. The Dolphins barely gained a yard on that drive before they punted it back to the Bears. The Bears kneeled on it, and it's overtime. Here's the coin toss. Miami won the toss. I think Miami wants the ball. So Miami's going to start with the football. It's tied at 28, but we shouldn't be here. This game should have been over, but thanks to a ticky-tack offensive pass interference call, we're going to overtime to see whether or not the Bears can make it four in a row. Now, I want to be clear. The, the Bears didn't lose the game because of the pass interference call as heavily as I was leaning on that at the time. It was definitely the turning point, though. It was the, it was the point where everything just went sideways because instead of the Bears having their fourth straight scoring drive of the of the second half and and be, because of this penalty on on a play that happens in pretty much every offensive passing snap in the NFL there's some kind of pick going on they we get flagged for it and on the next play Mitch makes a bad decision 
throws the ball to the wrong. But to Ben Broniker, of all people, Ben Broniker, really? That's who we're trying to get the football to? But instead, he throws it in double coverage. He gets it picked off. Miami goes the other way, and the first Albert Wilson uh, pass uh, happens from about 47 yards out. And now it's a tie ball game instead of the Bears having a 15-point lead. I mean, I mean, let's just say, even for argument's sake, that the Dolphins take the ensuing kickoff and score anyway. It's still 28-21. to 21. And then the Bears come right back after that and throw the touchdown pass to Anthony Miller. It's 35-21, to 21, and we're still coasting along here, and it's, it's a non-issue. But instead, because of that penalty, because of how ticky-tack it was, it was a turning point. That's not why the Bears lost. The Bears throwing two or turning the football over twice in the red zone yesterday. Mitch's interception, uh, Jordan Howard's fumble. That's why we lost the game, among other things. But, you know, that was definitely the turning point in the fourth quarter where the momentum shifted because it went from being the fourth straight offensive scoring drive for the Bears and and then it became a, a foot uh, a tie football game just like that, a twenty eight to thirteen lead became a twenty one twenty one tie, and even in you know resulted in the Bears uh, having to take this thing into overtime uh, to to try to win it. And um, you know that was what I mean, that's you know I was pissed off. You'll even hear me say it in the in the overtime knee jerk reaction here in a second. The the referees cost the Bears the game. Uh, in this one, 24 hours plus removed from that. That I don't believe that. That's definitely how I was feeling at the time. That was the turning point is the more accurate thing to say. That was the turning point. The Bears lost because they didn't play defense yesterday. They couldn't tackle worth a damn, and we turned the ball over twice in the red zone. So that's why we lost. I mean, not even really putting on Cody Parkey for missing that 53-yarder in overtime. He had plenty of leg. He just hooked it right. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But... That's why the Bears lost yesterday. Two turnovers in the red zone and, and our defense not being able to answer the call yesterday. That's why the Bears are 3-2 and two instead of 4-1. and one. So, But we talk about this overtime. Probably one of the most exciting 10 minutes the NFL has put together in quite some time. Unfortunately, it just didn't go our way. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to overtime between the Bears and the Dolphins. And uh, Jesus Christ, talk about an up-and-down uh Period. I mean, the Dolphins get the kick. Uh, they get the opening kickoff, I guess. They take it all the way down to the one-yard line. I mean, there was a play on third and 11. I thought we were done. I thought we were absolutely finished. No matter what happens, the Bears aren't meant to win this football game. Third and 11, Osweiler rolls out. He's under pressure for one of the few times in the whole football game. Gets the pass off. Adrian Amos has got his back to the ball, sticks his hand out. It ricochets off of his hand for the Dolphins on third and 11. And I just thought, that's it. This is their day. I mean, it's <laughs> teams that get plays like this don't end up losing. It's ridiculous. They get the ball all the way down to the one-yard line. And Kenyon Drake, instead of Frank Gore, who's been gashing the Bears all day today, Kenyon Drake gets in there. Akeem Hicks comes in, gets a hand on the ball. It fumbles it at the one. Eddie Goldman recovers it on the goal line, giving the Bears a touchback. I mean... Just a miracle of a defensive play. I mean, and to, and just looking at Akeem Hicks after he made the play, that all he had left in the tank. I mean, this the heat and the humidity has absolutely just made the defense a shell of itself today. And 
here come the Bears. They move the ball down the field. They set up a 53-yard attempt for Cody Parkey, who's got plenty of leg, hooks it wide right. And then the Dolphins come back down. They get into field goal range again, a 47-yard attempt with three seconds left. So we're either going to tie or we're going to lose. And we lose because the kick was perfect. The Bears' three-game winning streak is snapped. The Dolphins stay perfect at home. We move in. We come back home at least. I mean, maybe we'll get our defense back when we come back home. But we drop. This is a game. We should have won this game. You guys heard what I said in the fourth quarter, knee-jerk reaction. How basically the referees cost the Bears this game. That pa- that offensive pass interference call was bogus. It changed the entire football game. And we're talking about the Bears losing instead of them coasting to a victory uh, over the Dolphins. It was. It's just insanity. So. The defense was terrible today, no doubt, but it should have never gotten to this point. The referees cost the Bears the game, in my opinion. First things first. I know you guys don't like it when I bring this up, but uh, I do having it's it's not your technical or it's my technical problems. There were some uh, mistakes uh, in there, but um, I need to get some new software. It's it's an old program and it stalls sometimes, and and that's what happens. Uh, when I record those knee-jerk reactions. What I was trying to say was the um, on that third and 11 play, it ricocheted off of Adrian Amos into the waiting arms of another Dolphins receiver, and what was third and 11 and a good defensive play from Amos turned into a 35-yard gain for the Dolphins. And then talking about the Akeem Hicks play, when I went back and looked at the highlights just before I started recording the show, I didn't realize that... Akeem Hicks actually missed the tackle. He he tackled Kenyon Drake at the goal line. Kenyon Drake slips out of his hands, and as Akeem Hicks is falling to the ground because he's got nothing left in the tank, he sticks. He gets a finger on the football, and it comes out. I mean, unbelievable. He misses the tackle but makes the play, and that's why Akeem Hicks makes the big bucks right there because he actually caught Kenyon Drake, hit him head on right at the line of scrimmage, Kenyon Drake slips out of his hands, and as he's slipping out of his hands, Akeem Hicks gets a finger on the ball and and brings it out. Eddie Goldman uh, recovers it at the goal line. The Bears are going back the other way. Now, on this offensive drive, Jordan Howard went into beast mode. You know, 19-yard gain, gets about another 15 yards on another carry and and, and what have you. Uh, We get the ball to third and four. Third and four, and we run the ball only get about another yard setting up a 53-yard field goal for for Cody Parkey. Now, a couple of things about that. Number one, running the football at that point, in hindsight, not a good idea. Number one, we ran it with Tariq Cohen. He didn't have the hot hand at the moment. You got to keep the ball in Jordan Howard's hands. Number two, Trubisky only attempted one pass play the guy who had a hot hand all of the second quarter, aside from that one throw um, that for the interception, uh, he he was. I mean, that was the thing. After he threw the interception, that was the the then the, he came right back out on the field on the next drive, and that's when he hit Anthony Miller for that touchdown. So he rebounded. He he had the amnesia that quarterbacks need to have when they make mistakes, and and got the Bears back in the end zone. I mean, if if the if the the, the penalty isn't called. The Bears scored touchdowns on five straight possessions in the second half. 
yesterday. I mean, that's bananas what our offense is actually doing at this point. It's exciting uh, to watch. I can't wait to see him go head-to-head with the Patriots on Sunday, and I hope I'm not a fool for saying that. I, don't end, I hope I don't end up being a fool for saying that. But, um, you know, we only attempted one pass in the entire drive, and I think it was the first play of the drive that we threw a ball. I think we got five yards uh, to Trey Burton, and then we ran the ball the rest of the way. But not only did we, did we not, were we not more aggressive on that third down play, you know, what we were running the football basically to try to, I guess, maybe center the ball a little bit more for, for Parkey as opposed to getting it off the, the, the right hash or what have you. Something that I didn't uh, realize until the game was over is that the Bears were 8 for 12 on third down yesterday. 8 for 12, 75%. I mean, usually teams are 4 for 12 on third down, not 8 for 12. Good God. And we, we couldn't be a bit more aggressive on third and four. I mean, we gained about a yard on on third down, setting up a 53-yard field goal. Like, you you don't want to take a shot downfield? I mean, we gained one yard. So we it went from being a 54-yarder to being a 53-yarder. Big deal. Cody Parkey's got enough leg to make a 70-yard field goal. It's just a matter of putting it through the uprights. And, you know, to be more, we got to be more aggressive. You can't lose your nerve in that moment. You can't. And, you know, you can't play not to lose when you're when you when you've got the head of steam, you 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 tore the heart right out of the, the Dolphins when you stole that fumble at the goal line. You got the ball going back the other way. You're running it down their throats. Fine. Play action. Go play action and get five yards and get the first down so that we can keep going. Don't stop there. You can't do that, man. You You, you can't. And I know this is all hindsight because it didn't work out. Tariq Cohen gets the first down. You know, we're probably not talking about this, but instead he didn't. He got one yard and it was a 53-yard kick instead of a 54-yard kick and he missed it. And, you know, it just it goes back to, you know, you're not being more aggressive when it counted. And in that moment on third and four, we should have been trying to throw the football. You know, we're going to kick the field goal anyway because we've got a guy who's got the leg to do it. So, it's going to be a long field goal, but we're in field goal range. Throw the damn ball. See what happens. And uh, Nagy, after the game in his press conference, said, well, I wasn't going to risk the, the, you know, the, the pass there. Then we're getting a sack, and you're asking me why we took a sack. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, would have, I would have liked it you know, if we'd have gone for it on third down there and, and been a bit more uh, aggressive. We, we had the momentum. We had all of it. Actually, you know, Kenyon Drake's on the sidelines with a towel over his head, balling his eyes out because he just thinks he thinks he just gave the football game away and he almost did, you know, so we, we got to be aggressive there. You can't go soft in that moment. You can't take your foot off the gas pedal. We already learned that lesson against Green Bay. We took our foot off the gas pedal when we had the lead going into the second half and Aaron Rodgers made us pay for it. OK, we swore that wasn't going to be a lesson we'd have to learn again. Apparently. We did. We got to learn it one more time at least. We got to stay aggressive for all 60 minutes. I thought that we had alleviated ourselves of that when we racked up 48 against the, the Buccaneers two weeks ago. We we're still trying to score touchdowns in the fourth quarter of a game that we had well in hand. That's aggressive. You know, we weren't aggressive in overtime and we lost the game. Not to mention, Patrick Scales botched the snap. It was a bad snap. I mean, uh, Pat O'Donnell did a good job of getting it down, but. You can't have a bad snap in overtime when the game is on the line. You can't do it. So, 
Yeah, so unfortunately, Parkey missed it. Plenty of leg, but just wide right. It goes back the other way. The Dolphins put it uh, between the uprights, and they come away with the win. They're the ones with the fourth victory in the season. The Bears with their second loss, man. And that was tough. That was tough. So, you know, the you know hindsight being what it is, um, it was two red zone turnovers and poor defense yesterday. That's why the Bears lost. Uh, not because of the referees. That was the turning point. That was definitely the turning point. That was the Steve Bartman moment, if you will, uh, in in the football game where uh, everything changed after that moment. Um, the Bears did their best. The offense did their best, at least, to uh, to hold the uh, the Dolphins off. But it was not to be. So, but um, one last thing that I want to say before we uh, before we get to our. Uh, awards uh, for the week you know in the NFL there are going to be days where one unit is going to have to show up for the other and and after the defense being there for the offense in the first quarter of the year it was the offense yesterday that made it a game against the Miami against the Dolphins when the defense just didn't have it you know we came away with the loss yesterday but I also came away thinking that we are we're legit we are a legit football team we cut down on mistakes and uh, you know we cut down on the mistakes and we win the game you know, I, I hate that we lost, but overall, I, I still feel really good uh, about where we're at. I really do. You know, usually uh, in the past, I mean, even with er, in the in the Cutler Erlacher days, if the defense had a bad day, everybody had a bad day because the offense wasn't going to be there uh, to pick them up. It just didn't happen. And, and yesterday it was the offense that that answered by scoring points and, and especially in the second half, picking up the defense. Uh, and what have you, that's the mark of a good football team. When one unit doesn't answer the call, the other one does. In the first four, in the first three weeks, it was the defense that was there for the offense, and now it's the offense that was there yesterday keeping us in the game uh, for the defense. And, you know, to me, I, I like I said, I hate that we lost, but I still feel pretty good where the team is at right now. Looking forward to this game on Sunday uh, against the, uh, the Patriots because this is going to be our are they for real game on Sunday you know we come out after the games that we've had against the Patriots the last two three times that we played them where they just took us to the woodshed especially the last game in 2014 53 to 21 or whatever that ridiculous score was you know the Lamar Houston game where he sacks Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter and then blows out his knee doing his sack celebration that just sums up that game right there but um you know it just uh Looking forward to this game uh, against the Patriots. Uh, I, I, you know, we're back at home. We're not going to get beat down by 80 degree weather with with 900 percent humidity or anything like that. It's going to be nice and cool fall weather uh, in Chicago. So it's it's going to be an even playing field, and we're going to have Brady and company coming into town off a big win against the Chiefs last night. And uh, yeah, ready to rock and roll. See what Khalil Mack, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, nonsense that uh, Khalil Mack put together for uh, Tom Brady and company uh, next Sunday so looking forward uh, to that game but despite the loss despite everything that went wrong we still had a chance to win this game the offense was there to pick up the defense which you know that that's that's a good thing guys we're still in a good spot we're still the best team in the NFC North I believe that wholeheartedly and uh, I think we're in a good spot so we might be three and two. We should be five and zero oh, for Christ's sake. But we're three and two. 
right now, and we're in a good spot. We got a good football team. We're going to be okay. So that's going to do it for the week four review. What do you say we go ahead and shut this bad boy down with our favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. You know, word around the campfire is uh, a lot of people lost money on the Bears yesterday. Uh, they were five-point favorites after the uh, after the announcement came out that uh, Osweiler was starting instead of Ryan Tannehill yesterday. So a lot of uh, bets being made right at the last minute. And, um, you know, where do you go or where should you go when you're making any kind of bets, last-minute bets, in-game bets? You want to go to my bookie, you know. You win and they pay. They have they have the in-game live betting. They have the over-unders on fantasy points and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And if you can make a deposit, if you're willing to wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern time to make a deposit, you get $25 in free play. In deposits, over $100, and they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. So there you go. You double your money. You double your chances with my bookie. Use the promo code BEARS25. To activate the offer, that's my bookie M Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use my promo code Bears twenty five when creating your account to claim your twenty five dollars and your thousand dollars in free play. So if you're willing to hold out until seven, you'll get that extra cash. So there you go, guys. There's only one place to go: my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. So bear ups and bear downs for the week, folks. Yeah. <sighs> You know, very bittersweet because um, got a great effort out of the offense, especially in the second half. Not so much from the defense, although we do have uh, a few bear ups for the defense uh, as well. Let's start with the bear downs. And my first one goes to Jordan Howard. He didn't have a bad day running the football at all. Actually, he was uh, pretty effective. 14 carries for 69 yards, but he's got a goose egg where He's got a goose egg in one place and a one in another on the stat sheet. That goose egg is where the touchdown stat is supposed to be. And there's a one under the fumbles lost category. That's where the bear down comes from. Uh, you know, and it actually has nothing to do with the whole him wanting the ball more and being a better part of the offense and so on and so forth. It just has everything to do with the the, the fumble happening when it did when the offense was struggling to get something going, they finally had a decent-looking drive. They're, they put it in your hands to to put them in the end zone and get this thing tied up. We're back to 0-0 again, and you fumble the ball. So bear down to Jordan Howard. Um, you don't fumble, and you fumbled there. So it's not your fault we lost the game, but uh, that certainly didn't help. Uh, bear down to the defense in general. Zero sacks yesterday, almost 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 as zero uh, pressure put on Osweiler, poor tackling, you know, it just, yeah, it, arm tackling, poor tackling, you know, heat, being on the road, extended layoff, whatever you want to call it, there's no excuse for the way that they played uh, yesterday. Uh, bear down to uh, Cody Parkey. Got to make that field goal, bro. It's a 53-yarder. It's not an easy one to make, but that's why the Bears gave you $3 million plus a season to be our kicker to make kicks like that. And uh, let's piggyback on that. Bear down to Patrick Scales. Bad snap on the field goal attempt. 
I don't know how much of an effect it had on the kick. I mean, Pat O'Donnell did a great job of recovering uh, from the snap and, and got it down in time for, for Parkey, but you never know. Maybe it shook Cody Parkey a little bit, and he didn't quite, you know, who knows, but not a good time to have a bad snap. And, uh, you know, so bear down to uh, Patrick Scales. And then bear down to Matt Nagy. You heard me talk about it during the uh, fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction, or actually during the overtime knee-jerk reaction, and the fact that um, it seemed like he lost his nerve uh, during the uh, overtime drive, that third down play. Let's do a play action. Let's. I mean, we're killing them with the run. Why couldn't we set something up for a, you know, just a little something out in the flat to Cohen or Burton or Gabriel, whatever. Make some kind of an effort there. Instead of just taking the field goal, it was a 53-yard kick after a one-yard gain on third down. No good, man. We can't do that. We got to stay aggressive all the way through. And you were aggressive for 60 minutes, but the game went 70 yesterday. So you got to be aggressive for 70 minutes, not 60. So got to be better than that, man. So we move on to the bear ups. Uh, Bear up, Taylor Gabriel, an amazing day yesterday. Over 100 yards on a handful of catches. Just an amazing job uh, from Taylor Gabriel. Big play guy, set up a lot of good stuff for the offense yesterday. Allen Robinson, another touchdown grab, a crazy catch down by the goal line uh, yesterday. So living up to that money that we're paying him. Uh, Bear up to Kyle Fuller, two interceptions yesterday, his first two of the year. Nice to know you're still out there, Kyle. We missed you. Bear up to Roquan Smith. I think he had like 10, 11 tackles yesterday. The guy was everywhere. Granted, a lot of those tackles were about seven yards downfield, but Roquan was the guy making them <laughs> and, and making sure that those seven-yard runs didn't become 17-yard uh, runs. So, But Roquan was, was all over the place yesterday. It was nice to, to see. Um, didn't have the best game yesterday, but Akeem Hicks, you, 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 you caused the fumble that saved the game. It was going to be a loss yesterday. It would have happened a lot sooner. The, the margin of defeat would have been larger, but you make the play, you knock the ball loose, give the Bears a chance at least to try to take it back and score it. So bear up to Akeem Hicks. Bear up to Tariq Cohen. What a weapon this guy is. You know, you just had a feeling he was going to be something special in Matt Nagy's offense if it was anything like the one they're running in Kansas City. And he is our Tariq Hill. This guy is everywhere. He's, he's even more dangerous in the passing game than he is coming out of the backfield. It's just amazing what Cohen has done in the first five games of the year. And then bear up to Trubisky. The first half was not pretty, but you end up 22 of 31, 316 yards, three touchdowns yesterday, 124 uh, quarterback rating. Got that one interception, but that didn't lose us the game. So that's why you make the bear up list instead of the bear down. But, um, you know, backs up uh, week four's performance against Tampa Bay with another solid one. You know, he turned a lousy first half into a solid performance in the second half. And quite frankly, Nagy should have put the ball in his hands yesterday uh, in overtime. You know, the running game worked like a charm, but on that third down play, that was a much bigger play than, than Nagy treated it. And the ball should have been in, in Trubisky's hands. You know, he's the second leading rusher on the team yesterday. Why don't we just let him see if he can, you know, roll out on the bootleg, let him run for it. Or have him throw it out of bounds. Who cares? We gained one stinking yard. It went from a 54-yarder to a 53-yarder. Put the ball in Trubisky's hands. So, again, bear down Matt Nagy. Bear up Mitch Trubisky. Let's do it again next week and show up Tom Brady at Soldier Field. 
That's going to do it, folks. The Week 6 review episode is now in the books. That is going to do it. We will be back on Thursday when Alex Shane from Pat's Pulpit and SB Nation will join us to preview Bears and Pats. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Let's see how he feels about the Bears now as opposed to you know how we were kind of looking at it uh, over the summer. So come back on Thursday for that. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.